Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. It's been a weekend, and it's only Friday. I am I I'm just so off my game, and I can't even imagine no. how much worse it's going to get on the broadcast tonight with you not by my side. It's not so, that you're off your game; it's just that there's so much going on right now. There is a lot like, of chaos. If you're watching on oh, MSG, and Tommy there Mexico is going just arrived, to be so. like crossing of people in front of your camera. Sorry, but that's just RJ set that precedent for us with the goat yeah. crossing. So if people get in the way, that's fine with us. We always welcome in Shana Goldman on our Friday installments of Sabers Live, and she is with us now as we get set to dive into. All the big stories as prospects camps are happening across the league. The prospects challenge is underway here at Lecom Harbor Center, Shana. And yet it seems like most people only want to talk about what's happening in Columbus, which I'm sure you would love to talk about as well. Me have opinions on Mike Babcock and what economy. <laughs> This is 50% off. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> you can my gosh. Up on it. <laughs> it's like, it's such a messy situation. And I feel like everybody has a take on it. So I've been so careful with it. But like, honestly, if it came from any other source, maybe the conversation would be a little bit different, right? Like, I think it would be a little more believable. But in another sense, it's like, why would anyone give Mike Babcock the, you know, benefit of the doubt? He hasn't earned it. So it's just a total disaster that obviously everyone hopes isn't true. But if it is true, it's like, oh, look, the consequences of my actions are biting me. So I, I tell this story a lot that when I played for the New York Rangers, um, as soon as we walked into the locker room, we had to put our cell phones into a little pouch. And everybody's numbers were on that pouch. And it happened because Sean Avery was literally making dinner reservations during the game. So people used to always say, well, Tortorella doesn't trust the players with their phones. But listen, there's somebody that kind of burnt the, the whole plan before that. Like a guy's making dinner reservations during the games with his phone. Coach can pretty much do whatever. They, like, it, it, do we believe now that what's happening in Columbus is going to bring like a a cell phone or a, some kind of uh, approach through the NHLPA and the NHL, they're going to have to write new ruling on, you know, cell phones and usage and pictures and videos and all that stuff? 
That would be one logical answer, but I feel like the players might push back on that, and I, I understand to a point. I wonder if there's going to be... I feel like the easy answer the NHLPA is going to throw out there is saying, let's make a hotline that players can come talk to us anytime that there's an issue, but it probably won't do anything, right? Like, we've seen this before. Here, we're giving you the very, very minimum. Be happy with that. So I wonder what kind of outcome there is. Maybe it's that people will learn to actually vet their coaches before they hire them. And if someone has a checkered past, they do something to ensure, like, they've actually changed instead of just hearing the coach say, well, I don't think I did anything wrong, and everyone just accepting that as it is, right? What is your gut telling you on this? I mean, we started off by, you know, kind of looking at it in a lighthearted way, but it yeah. is pretty serious here, and obviously people are, you know, the truth has to exist somewhere. Um, what is your gut telling you? Honestly, my gut says that we can't give Mike Babcock benefit of the doubt, right? I think that with someone like Boone Jenner, you know, he's the captain. He's in a tough position. What do you expect him to say in that statement? And I also could see him not pulling any tricks with the captain. But it just seems like this is someone who has a bad reputation. And I personally wouldn't trust him with the young players. And if there's even this, you know, chance of him crossing the line, like it's not someone I would automatically say, no, he's, you know, innocent till proven guilty type thing. Like he hasn't earned that. So I, I think it's a tough situation. And I think that. The only bright spot really is that if there's players that see that they can bring it to a source that will publicize it, it's a good thing. Even though I think we can all say Spit and Chicklets isn't like the perfect platform for it. If they're raising issues like this and can use the platform that they have that's massive for good, that is one step in the right direction. So hopefully this does get settled and, you know, the players are the one who who get, you know, the the right outcome here. I don't care about Mike Babcock's future. He's coached at the NHL level. That's a privilege. There's 32 head coaching slots. That is a privilege, so you have to earn that. Now, I mean, last one on this, and then I don't know. We can go pretty much anywhere else. But we can take a break for BioSteel. Yeah, we yeah from bankruptcy. But uh, so I, I have tremendous amount of respect for John Davidson, Yarmo Kakalainen, and what they've been able to do and accomplish. And listen, to be honest, like I had Mike Babcock coach me at the World Juniors and. You know, he's always been great to me, but I never had him for a long period of time. I never had him at the NHL level, um, you know, shaking his hand down in the locker room or in the hallway is a completely different thing. Uh, is there an approach that coaches should always verify some stuff or kind of double check with their GMs or their president to make sure that things are okay? Or should we just allow coaches to do their thing and if they really burn themselves then they burn themselves and we don't have to worry about them anymore yeah i feel like having that system in place you know might sound like the right answer and maybe in some respects it will especially if you're dealing with the junior club right having that clearance making sure checking the vibes like yes i get that but at the nhl level like i don't know if there needs to be this green light from up above how you want to meet the players but i think if you know the coach has some sort of history or Anybody expresses, you know, some feeling of skepticism about what's going on. You know, there should be a medium for those players to to tell someone without it being thrown back in their face or then faulted for it. Or now the coach is going to hate them and it's going to create more problems. Like, I think that there has to be like more of a safety net. And we should we have to let coaches kind of make mistakes just as we have to let players make mistakes. I think that that's really important in this, because if you do make a mistake, it's so important that you learn from it. 
will Babcock learn from it here? Mm-hmm. Probably not. So, you know, maybe he's not the best example, but I could see another coach making, you know, some sort of misstep and then you can see them remedy the situation. I think Tortorella is a pretty good example of that, how he, you know, maybe has burned bridges with players in the past, but has worked on it on his own to kind of evolve. You want to talk next contracts for superstar players or you want to talk fantasy picks? Because Marty could probably stand to learn about both right now. You're going to be fine this year, Marty. I know it. We're both going to. We're going to take this league by storm. I understand it now. Um, whichever you prefer to talk Did about. Did you put should your we, keepers we talk in? Power and Rasmus Dahlien? We can, yeah, that'd be great. No, I just want to know, like, did you get your keepers in for our media hack, uh, you know, fantasy league or whatnot it's called? Yes, I I did them the other day. I'm so glad I checked it by chance, too, because I didn't get, like, a notification. And then I went back today and adjusted it. Is my strategy the right way? I have literally no idea how many keepers I should have. But I I think I did an okay job, and we'll see if my draft is a disaster or if I, you know, set myself up for success. Uh, Any particular reasoning behind the shade of hair today as opposed to past days here on Sabres Live? I had a bad day, so I dyed my hair. This is how I, this is what I do. But I've been planning this for a while. I loved my summer hair. It was my favorite summer hair. I've done like the split dye, but I knew the colors were coming back. And I think I just needed to get this out of my system because if I can't go back from blue to this, I had to start here and build my way up. Well, I love what you're doing because right now on MSG, on Sabres Live, on the right side of the screen, it was the black and red schedule for the Sabres when they were going to wear their goat head. So the hair matches exactly what was on the graphic. Also, I want to ask about this Atlanta Thrasher sweatshirt that you have on for those watching on MSG. Like, is this vintage or is this like a newly purchased? And when do they come back? Yeah, when do they come back in Atlanta? (laughs) See, I was manifesting the Sabres sending me a nice Tage Thompson goat head jersey, so I knew that the graphic was going to be there and trying to match it. Like, this was all a plan. But no, this is a vintage sweatshirt. I thrifted it a couple years ago, and it fit kind of poorly. So when I got my new serger, I, like, tweaked it, and now it fits, like, so perfectly. It's cropped. It's cute. It has a different waistband. And that's just like what I've been doing with everything. I just can't stop thrifting stuff and cutting it up and like remaking it. So if it has stains or there's holes in it, like now it's like a new sweatshirt. <laughs> I feel like maybe I got to send you a box of my closet and let's see what we can make out of it. I need you to send <laughs> yes, you a let's list go. of my we'll make some cute sweatpants artists, out so of it, some shorts. We'll make some stuff for your girls, you know, because like NHL fashion for women is so terrible. Like it's like, here's pink, here's sparkles, here's something yeah. ill-fitting. We're trying to fix that. Yeah, I I wish you the best of luck on that. And I applaud <laughs> your efforts. And we do need one. We do need an official statement, though, on whether the NHL should have Atlanta back in its near future. Do you believe that to be true? I like it. I like the idea of Atlanta, and I know you might. it's so easy to be like, hey, they've failed twice before, why a third time? But I feel like if the Thrash, not the Thrashers, but if an Atlanta team could get the same level of 
investment that the Coyotes have gotten over the years and the way the league has done everything to help them succeed, I think that's a good thing. I think the location's super important here. I think having the right investors and the right people to build this up and market it to Atlanta is important. And it needs, you know, it needs to be a team willing to take yeah. a fresh approach. We see that with the team like Nashville, right? The way that they've just embraced their community and thrived with it and made themselves an identity. And the same with the Carolina Hurricanes. There's potential there. But if not Nashville, my eyes keep going to something like Salt Lake City. Like, that's one that really intrigues me, if not. If not Atlanta, sorry, then Salt Lake City. Would we see a return of the South? East Division, where the Washington Capitals seem to win every Famously single year. Famously, the South Least. <laughs> the South Least, Until yes. Carolina emerged on the map and went to the 0-2 final and then won it yeah. in 6 Yeah, it's crazy. It was absolutely crazy. But uh, honestly, Shana, I sit here, we sit here, we talk, uh, we all collectively in this hockey sphere talk about this a lot. And, you know, the rumblings are out there about expansion and, uh, you know, if they do expand in the next few years, the price tag that could come with it for an expansion team, which is rumored to be 750 no somebody wrote like closer to two billion but oh anyway the the point is i think the league will benefit should benefit from having enormous markets like atlanta and houston on its next agenda you know i just i feel like if it's going to be as big as it can be you need to be in the biggest markets I think so, too, but I do – I don't know if they should go to 34. Like, I think the number 32 is, like, a good number because, like, now the divisions are aligned properly, too. But I think we just need to be talking about relocation. Mm-hmm. And also, I think that if not, teams can, like, relocate there for an AHL club or, I don't know, women's hockey. That would be kind of cool. And get the proper investment and partner up with NHL teams and make it that it's, like, the destination for hockey. Like, Look at that. We see in so many cities, they don't have an NFL team, but they have a college football team. And look how everybody, go, you know, flocks to it and loves it. Like, there's a way to do that outside of the NHL level. Because I just I just struggle with 34 teams. Maybe it's because I'm tired as it is at 32 that I don't want the 34th. But, like, I just think that there's a way to maximize the number of teams they have right now in a better way and then work on building hockey up elsewhere. You mentioned women's hockey quickly. Uh, what did you think of free agency, the players that sign? Um, we don't know the details on the contract, right? That's something that I believe you brought up on social media, on Twitter, is that it'd be great if they would make that public so that it could continue to grow the game on a salary, uh, on a salary-wise anyway. Uh, what did you make out uh, from the uh, free agent signing and the draft that's coming up? I wish that players would disclose and hopefully that there's some internal database everyone can access because I think it's so important to know like, hey, I'm a first line center. This is what I'm worth. Hey, this is the baseline for top six wingers. This is what we have at the NHL level. And we can use that as a guide to a point like these are the cap hit percentages, but the structure is so different in this new league that it's not going to be like perfectly translatable. But, you know, I think teams got off to a really good start. It's, you know, the obvious names are the players that are going to get the free agency signings. And that's fine because they, you know, most teams now have their cornerstones. And this draft is going to be so intriguing because there's so much talent. And I hope that it's all showcased well. I hope that it's a nice division of talent from the national stars we know from the PWHPA to the PHF to the NCAA level. And there's going to be a lot of players who don't make the cut. So, you know, hopefully the league expands soon and we'll see that you know there's more growth and more availability for everyone but as it is right now like i am so excited to see which team you know starts reinventing the wheel a little bit more we did a mock draft at the athletic and like new york was the team for me they were the ones that were going for it with like players like a connie shiga you know so hopefully we see that happen 
Shana, thank you. Great stuff as always. Sorry for the uh, extended delay. <laughs> and we'll talk to you next Thanks week. We got the buzzer. Me. I mean, second period's about to start, so we got to go watch a little hockey. <laughs> All right, we're back after this on Sabres Live. Stay with us. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.